In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This past week, our Institute had the great joy to give nine more priests to the Church. Nine more men who were ordained to continue the work of redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I thought that it would be fitting to speak today about this beautiful adventure that we call vocation and how a man becomes a priest. Like in a great puzzle, God has a place for each one of us. And we have the duty to try to find out where our place is. And I tell you that we are only going to be happy, truly happy, in the vocation that God has for us. Our vocation is the most important decision that we have to make in this life. Because it will decide our life here below and also our eternity. But how do we find out our vocation? First of all, we have to know that the word vocation means calling. A vocation is a calling from God. But we don't hear this calling with the ears of our body. But we can perceive it by the affections of our heart. For example, when a young man enjoys coming to church, serving at the altar, spending time in prayer, when he's like drawn by a secret force to the things of God, All of that are signs of a vocation. So when a young man thinks that he might be called by God, he should then take counsel with a priest in order to discern the will of God for his life. And if he really thinks that he's being called by God and he intends to respond to this calling, he will then go to the seminary where he will begin this beautiful journey that will lead him to the altar of God.
Now we have to know that the seminary is not only for those who are really smart. No. It is true that the seminarian will have to study, and study a lot. But even if he is not that bright, he can still be a priest, and a very good priest. Because a priest is not required to be a scientist, but a man of God, a man who serves God in poverty, chastity, and obedience. So after the first year of formation, the young seminarian will receive the cassock, which is the uniform of the army of Christ. He will be dressed in black because he should be dead to the world. And the things of the world should be nothing for him. After the cassock, the seminarian will receive what we call the tonsure. And the tonsure is a very ancient ceremony in which the bishop cuts the hair of the young man in the form of a cross. And the young man declares that the Lord is his portion and his lot in this world. And that's the meaning of the word cleric. To have the Lord as our portion and to be ourselves the portion of the Lord. Traditionally, the tonsure is the entrance into the clerical estate. And it leads the young seminarian to the seven steps of the altar, which are the seven degrees of the sacrament of order. So even though the sacrament of holy orders is one, it is nevertheless divided in degrees. And the seminarian will climb each step at a time. The first step is the order of porters. And by this order, the seminarian receives the charge of opening and closing the church and taking care of the sacred vessels. The second step is the order of lectors. And by this order, the seminarian receives the task of reading the Holy Scriptures 
during the divine office and catechizing the people. The third step is the order of exorcists. And by this order, the seminarian receives the power to expel the devil from the bodies of those who are possessed. The fourth step is the order of acolytes. And by this order, the seminarian receives the duty to serve at the altar. These are what we call the four minor orders. And afterwards comes the three major orders. So the fifth step of the altar is the subdiaconate. And it is during this ordination that the young man makes his promise, his vow of perpetual chastity. And then he receives the power to assist the deacon and the priest at the altar. So you see, first he promises a chastity, and then he receives the power to serve at the altar. And by this we can see clearly that the chastity and the service of the altar should always go together. The sixth step of the altar is the diaconate. And by this order, the seminary receives the power to assist the priest at the altar, to proclaim the gospel, to preach, and to baptize. And finally, the seventh step of the altar is the priesthood, which includes both simple priests and bishops. In his ordination, the priest receives a power that was not given to the angels themselves, the power of consecrating the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of forgiven sins. The great plan of salvation, the great plan of salvation is placed in the little hands of the priest. The priest is so small, but at the same time, so great. What a mission! What a vocation! The most sublime vocation on earth to be a priest, to be another Christ, to continue 
the work of redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ. We priests, we remember with great emotion every step that led us to the altar of God. Our tonsure, the minor orders, the subdiaconate, the diaconate, and finally, the priesthood. It is a great joy to be a priest in such a way that we would never look back. If we had 1,000 lives, if we had 1,000 lives, 1,000 times we would give ourselves to God for the salvation of souls. What a joy to baptize and to give spiritual life to a soul. What a joy to reconcile the sinner to God in the sacrament of confession. What a joy to bless a marriage, asking the graces of God upon the new family. What a joy to accompany the dying in their last moments with the sacrament of extreme unction, opening for them the doors of the kingdom of heaven by the power of keys that were placed in the hands of the priest. And finally, what an amazing joy to offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass and to elevate the sacred host and the holy chalice for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. What a joy to be a priest. But in order to be fair, I have to tell you that to be a priest is also a cross. Please, don't get me wrong. It's not a complaint, but a fact. When we come to share more in the life of our Lord, we come to share more of His sufferings. And because the priesthood is the strongest spiritual assimilation to Christ, it is normal that it brings suffering. On the day, on the day of his ordination, the mother of St. John Bosco told him, my son, today you begin suffer. Today you begin 
to suffer. These are indeed strong words that should not make us afraid, but should remind us that every priest as another Christ is called to be a priest and a victim. Every priest is called to offer Christ to the Father, but also to offer himself with Christ for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. The priesthood is the mystery of Holy Thursday. It brings together the joy of the Last Supper and the agony of Gethsemane. So, dear brethren, I would like to ask you to pray every day for your priests so that we may be faithful to our vocation. And also pray that many young men may hear the voice of God and have the courage to leave everything behind in order to follow the Master. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.